0: chapter fifty six of hero tales from history this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. hero tales from history by smith burnham ulysses s grant the general who hated war this poor little boy has no name exclaimed miss simpson the aunt who was visiting the grant family at point pleasant overlooking the ohio river about twenty miles east of cincinnati the rest of the family agreed that it would be a shame to let the boy go a day longer without a name let's name him now said the aunt let's vote on it the others consented and each wrote a preferred name on a bit of paper then a hat was passed and all put their slips in it the aunt took out a ballot which read ulysses This name was on several slips because grandfather grant had just been reading the story of the siege of troy hiram and albert were on two other ballots at last they decided to call the baby hiram ulysses grant when baby Ulysses, as the family called him was about a year old the grants moved to georgetown a village about ten miles farther from cincinnati and ten miles back from the ohio here little ulysses grew and began to go to school some of the boys called him hug from his initials h u g other boys just to be funny called him useless ulysses father was a tanner and leather worker the boy did not like tanning hides because it was dirty bad-smelling work but he did like horses besides his tannery mr grant owned a small farm So Ulysses, while he was a boy, learned to plough and harrow, and to haul logs to the creek nearby, where they were floated to the sawmill to be cut up into boards and timber. The lad found a good way to make a horse do the heavy work of lifting or rolling logs onto the sled, so that he and the horse could do that better than two or three men. A visitor in Georgetown was astonished one day to see a boy dash by, standing on the back of a horse on the run. Circus rider? The stranger asked no only useless grant was the reply when a circus did come to georgetown the grant boy was there to see the trained horses and the fancy riding there was a trick pony that had been trained not to allow a man or even a boy to stay on its back the manager came to the side of the ring and called out that a prize of five dollars in gold would be given to anyone who could ride the pony five times around the ring some of the men and boys in the crowd shouted lis grant can do it try it oh go ahead lis though ulysses was a bashful lad and hated to make a show of himself the prize and his desire to see what he could do were too tempting to resist so he went to the ringside and began to pat the pony then he sprang lightly upon its back the vicious little beast began to rear and tear around to shake or rub the rider off but ulysses hung on in spite of all its frantic efforts he won the prize but that five dollars was of small value compared with the lesson he learned of trying hard and not giving up anything he attempted the grant boy's mastery of horses and his way of finishing whatever he started out to do made his services valuable to the neighbors he rode hundreds of miles on important business errands one time he was driving two young ladies in their baggage on a long journey where they had to ford a swollen stream the ladies seeing the horses were swimming and that the wagon was full of water began to scream and take hold of his arms keep quiet please said ulysses calmly i'll take you through safe and the grant lad was as good as his word sometimes he was asked to break a horse to trot or to pace the wildest animal would soon become tame and gentle and would do whatever he wished People thought he would be a horse trainer or jockey, or keep a racing stable, but Ulysses Grant, much as he enjoyed training horses, had a mind above doing that all his life. He was studious at school and excelled in games and sports. One day, while playing with a neighbor boy, he batted the ball through the window of a neighboring house. Instead of running away or pretending that another boy had done it, Ulysses went at once and knocked at the door of the house and said to the lady when she came out, I have broken your window, but I'm going to get a pane of glass and have it put right in. The woman, who had seen how it happened, told the grant boy to go back and play, and she would attend to the glass. In telling about the accident, she said Ulysses was no more to blame than the other boy, and ended her story with I like Lis Grant. He's such a square, manly little fellow. The school at Georgetown was not advanced enough to suit Ulysses' father, so the lad was sent away to a private school at Marysville. When he came home, though he did not like the tannery, he worked faithfully there. He told his father plainly that he would work at Tanning hides until he was twenty-one, but not one day after that. "'What would you like to do?' his father asked. "'I'd like to be a planter, or a river merchant, or, or get an education.' stammered the boy father grant smiled and sent his son off to another school he knew it would be very wrong to expect a real man to work all his life at something he did not like while ulysses was away this time his father obtained an appointment for his son to go to west point ulysses himself has written about this i was attending school at ripley only ten miles distant from georgetown but spent the christmas holidays at home during this vacation my father received a letter from the united states senator from ohio when he read it he said to me ulysses i believe you are going to receive the appointment what appointment i inquired to west point i have applied for it but i won't go i said he said he thought i would and i thought so too if he did young grant had such a high idea of the requirements at west point that he was sure he could never pass the entrance examinations he began to study algebra and other branches to fit him better but he said he never gave up hoping something would happen even that the military academy might burn down so he would not have to go he was afraid he would fail the neighbors also thought his father was making a mistake to send the boy to west point when he seemed so little fitted for a soldier but soon after his seventeenth birthday the neighbors bade ulysses good-bye expecting him to come home because he could not pass ulysses found the west point building still standing when he arrived he registered and to his surprise was permitted to enter as a cadet They made a mistake in recording his name, writing it Ulysses S. instead of H. Ulysses Grant. He was tired of being called Hug, and as it seemed too much trouble to correct the error, he let it go, accepting the S for his middle initial. As his mother's maiden name was Simpson, he let them name him Ulysses Simpson Grant, in honor of the U.S. government and his little mother. But even then the boys made fun of his initials, U.S., calling him united states and uncle sam grant from this he was nicknamed sam cadet ulysses did well enough in his studies and developed a taste for drawing and painting he thought he would rather be a watercolor artist than a soldier the idea of shooting at men was shocking to him the sight of blood made him sick just like a girl the fellows said but there were horses at the academy so the young cadet managed to be quite happy he learned to ride like an indian and to leap from one horse to the back of another as he met it running in the opposite direction the one thing for which he was remembered by the other cadets was the great feat of jumping york a huge horse over a bar everyone was afraid the vicious horse if forced to clear such a height might kill his rider I can't die but once remarked cadet grant coolly and made the horse jump over the bar without the least harm to horse or rider the record of grant on york then made has never been beaten since the people of ulysses home town had changed their minds about him when he came home after two years in his mid-course furlough as a cadet in full uniform with gold lace and gilt buttons after he had been president of the united states ulysses s grant said this summer vacation was the happiest time in his whole life because everyone was so kind and his family were so proud of him when he finished his course at the military academy and was graduated it was said of him there is sam grant He's a splendid fellow a good honest man against whom nothing can be said and from whom everything may be expected lieutenant grant went home for a while and then entered military service near st louis here he became acquainted with miss julia dent who afterward became mrs grant wife of the great general and president of the united states he had the usual experiences of young army officers in the southwest with wild beasts and savage indians he tells of being wakened early one morning by hearing shots near at hand getting up he learned that two men had been fighting a duel he afterward wrote i don't believe i could ever have the courage to fight a duel if i should do another man such a wrong as to justify him in killing me i would make my reasonable amends in my power if convinced of the wrong done i place my opposition to dueling on higher grounds no doubt most of the duels have been fought for want of moral courage on the part of those engaged to decline lieutenant grant's friends thought it strange for the bravest man they ever met to say i don't believe i could ever have the courage to fight a duel but some things that seemed heroic to others did not seem so to ulysses s grant he spoke almost with scorn of mere physical courage it is moral courage that counts the heroism that will face a sneer and bravely say that is not right and i will not do it he had shown this kind of courage as a boy when other lads dared him to come out with them at night and disobey his little mother in the mexican war while fighting desperately in monterey the americans ran short of powder who would dare go back through the streets of the town held by the enemy and carry the request for more ammunition and reinforcements sam grant volunteered and rode indian fashion keeping his horse between him and the mexicans bullets he made the dangerous run with both his horse and himself unhurt relieved the americans and thus helped to save the day at monterey when the civil war broke out captain grant was in business he had withdrawn from the army and had been mentioned as a military deadbeat, working in his father's leather store at fifty dollars a month he at once enlisted as a volunteer and was sent to command a brigade in missouri within a year the name of general u s grant was on every tongue he had won the battles of fort donelson and fort henry and had made his famous demand of unconditional surrender words which meant that they were to yield without asking any favors after that people said his initials u s stood for unconditional surrender grant he went from one triumph to another until his enemies in the west were beaten then president lincoln called him to end the war in the east a thing which five northern generals before him had failed to do though he won great victories for his country and became the most successful general of his day the greatest thing general grant ever said was let us have peace when richmond was captured he refused to enter the city as its conqueror when general lee surrendered the northern commander treated the enemy general as a friend and a brother a grateful nation elected general grant twice to the presidency of the united states after he left the white house he and mrs grant made a trip around the world and became the guests of kings queens princes prime ministers and peoples wherever general grant went he went as a man of peace when he visited prince bismarck the man of blood and iron who taught the germans that everything they did would be right if only they had the power to do it general grant apologized for his record as a soldier in this way the greatest living general became the foremost man in the world for peace he had learned to regard war as a duel between nations he thought that was quite as wrong as dueling between men and that war was due to moral cowardice rather than to courage general grant gave this as his belief though i have been trained as a soldier and have taken part in many battles there never has been a time when in my opinion some way could have not been found to prevent the drawing of the sword end of section 56